Om Sam Sarasvati Namaha Namaste. Namaste, everyone. Uh, this evening on page 46 uh, of the Beginner Shiva Puja, we're going to begin the dance in celebration, and we call that, uh, that's a, tr a very, very poetic, lic poetically licensed translation of Arati. Uh, arati really, um, <laughs> it's indeclinable. It just stands for the closing celebration, the, the closing prayer, the closing dance, the culmination, the fulfillment, the completion of our worship ceremony. Oh, hey, this song says, Jai Shiva Omkara, victory to Shiva, the consciousness of infinite goodness in the form of Om. He's Omkar. He's the form of the manifestation, the representation of Om. Let's say, victory to Shiva, the consciousness of infinite goodness in the form of Om. Brahma, Vishnu, Sada, Shiva, the creative consciousness, the preserving consciousness, and Om. Always the consciousness of continuous transformation or the consciousness uh, uh, of infinite goodness. Because remember, if you have Brahma as the creator and Vishnu as the protector and Shiva as the transformer, well, he's also the consciousness of infinite goodness. He's Shiva, he's Kalyan, he's Mangal, he's welfare, he's goodness. Uh, he is the consciousness of infinite goodness who with only his part supports all living beings, only his part. Remember they said that uh, uh, three quarters of him is unmanifest and we only see the fourth of him. That is manifest existence is only one quarter of the infinite beyond con conception. He, oh, he who takes away, oh, he who takes away, he who takes away, the great God, Hara, 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 Mahadev. He who takes away, he who takes away. What does he take away? Oh, what do you want to give him? Huh? You choose what you want to give him first, and that's what he'll take away first. If you want to give him the ego, if you want to give him your attachments, if you want to give him yourself, oh, but he who takes away, he who takes away, Mahadev the great God. He shows himself with one face. Uh, that's uh, uh, Vishnu. He shows himself with four faces. That's Brahma. Remember, Brahma originally had five faces, but he told a lie. Remember, in the beginning, we told the story of the Ketani flower. And the flower, uh, he said, okay, if you just tell this little lie for me and say, I took you from off the Shiva lingam. And, well, Shiva cut down the face that told the lie. So now Brahma only has four faces. And with five faces as well, we know Shiva with five faces. Sadyojata, Bama, Deva, Agora. Tatpurusha Ishana, those five faces of Shiva, with five faces of as well, oh Shiva, with five faces as well. So he's got one face as Vishnu, four faces as Brahma, five faces as Shiva, sitting upon a swan, that's Brahma, Hamsasana, uh, sitting upon the key, king of birds, the Gurud, 
the, the golden eagle, that's Vishnu, sitting upon a bull, the bull of determination, the bull of Sankalpa, the bull who is the most determined, the most stubborn animal in all of India. Do you know when you drive down the highways of India, there's a hierarchy. Uh, the lowest guys are the pedestrians, and stronger than the pedestrians are the bicyclists, and stronger the, than the bicyclists are the scooter wallas, and those are stronger than the scooter wallas are the marutis, and stronger than the marutis are the ambassadors. Nobody gets in the way of the ambassador except the Tata trucks. And when you drive a Tata truck, you drive straight down the middle of the highway. You know, it's a high, it's a high, they call it a highway. It's not really a highway. It's enough for a Tata truck. And so he goes right down the middle and everyone else pulls off to the side. But the tankers, the gasoline tankers who are delivering to all the petrol pumps along the highway, they take precedence over all. Nobody wants to get hit by a, a petrol tanker. Uh, so, but in front of all of them, the bull stands in the middle of the highway and you honk your horn and you make as much noise as you want. He will not move. Even the petrol tankers pull to the side for the, for the bulls. So he is tenacious by all accords. He's got discipline. He's got a, a, he's determination. He is Mr. Sankampa. He is going towards his goal or not. He's just going to stand there in the middle of the highway and let everyone in the world go around him. Oh, he who takes away, he who takes away, he who takes away the great God. With two arms and with four arms and with ten arms as well. Well, with two arms he, uh, and with four arms. Uh, four arms he's Vishnu. With two arms he's Brahma. With ten arms he's Shiva uh, as well. Oh, Shiva with ten arms as well. These three forms, Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, revolve. These three forms revolve in the ignorance of the inhabitants of the world. We see them sometimes as Brahma, sometimes as Vishnu, sometimes as Shiva. This is our ignorance. There's only one God. We see creation. We see preservation. We see transformation. Oh, they're all different. Oh, that's Brahma. That's Vishnu. This is Shiva. In the ignorance of the inhabitants of the three worlds, these three are continually revolving. There's a beginning of middle and an end. There's a srishti, a sthiti, a loy. There's a creation, a preservation, a transformation. There's a uma. They're always changing. No. The reality is there's only one supreme divinity. Oh, he who takes away. Oh, he who takes away. He who takes away the great God. With a garland of letters. Aksharmala. With a garland of forest flowers, Bandamala, that's Vishnu, letters, Brahma. With a garland of skulls as well, O Shiva, with a garland of skulls as well. He takes away all the impurities from us all. He takes away all the negativities. He puts them in a garland just like Kali does. He wears the garland of skulls with the scent of sandal. That's Brahma with the scent of musk. 
that's the, the perfume of the deer, and with the scent of spirituous liquor as well, Steve, you're stoned. With the scent of spiritish liquor as well, truly you are the cause of purification. Om, he who takes away, he who takes away, he who takes away, the great God. We have already discussed uh, Shiva it takes all, he consumes everything that the world doesn't want. He consumes the nectar of immortal bliss, he consumes the deadly poison, he consumes the, the, the elixir of life, he consumes the spirituous liquors as well. And, uh, and uh, uh, let's see what we use for that. Uh, so he drinks the mud, and that's the that is the spirituous liquors as well. Uh, so he who takes away, he who takes away, he who takes away the great God. He wears a white cloth. He wears a yellow colored cloth. Look at that yellow-colored cloth. He wears a tiger-skin apparel as well. Shiva with a tiger-skin apparel as well, with an army as lord of the armies, with an army as lord of the armies, and accompanied by an army of ghosts and goblins as well. Oh, he who takes away, he who takes away, he who takes away the great god. And in his hands he holds a water pot like Brahma and a tri a, a, a discus like Vishnu and a trishul, a trident as well, O Shiva, a discus and a trident as well. Uh, he makes the perceivable universe Srishti. He karta, he's Srishti Karta. He makes, he's the creator and he takes away the perceivable world, uh, universe. He is the destroyer, the transformer, and he protects the perceivable universe as well. Oh, he who takes away, he who takes away, he who takes away, the great God. Hara, 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 Mahadev. He is creative consciousness, preserving consciousness, and always the consciousness of continuous transformation, as well as the consciousness of infinite goodness. To those people without discrimination, they appear to be separate. But within the holy syllable Om, but within the holy syllable Om, these three are actually one. Om he who takes away, om he who takes away, om he who takes away the great God. Whatever human being will sing this praise of the master of the three gunas, three gunas, swami, tiyadati. Whoever would sing, whatever man will sing, make him a master of the bliss of infinite consciousness. Make him a master of the bliss of infinite consciousness. Certainly, that will be the fruit he receives. Nashangshaya. Without a doubt, certainly that will be the fruit he receives. Oh, he who takes away, oh, he who takes away, he who takes away the great God. Whoever will sing this praise of the master of the three gunas, three guna swami, Tiyadi, he becomes, whoever sings that devotee, make him a master of the bliss of infinite consciousness. 
Everybody make yourselves masters of the bliss of infinite consciousness. Certainly that will be the fruit that you receive. Victory to Shiva, the consciousness of infinite goodness in the form of Om. Let's say, everyone, victory to Shiva, the consciousness of infinite goodness in the form of Om. Creative consciousness, preserving consciousness, and always the consciousness of continuous transformation, as well as the consciousness of infinite goodness, who only with his part supports all living beings. Only part of him. You can't even imagine the rest. You can only imagine the imaginable. You can't imagine the unimaginable. Only he who takes away, he who takes away, he who takes away the great God. Pranam, Om the great God, the great reliever, the great yogi, the great supreme Lord, O oh God, who removes all sin, Sarva Pap Deva. He takes away all the Pap. He's the God, the Deva, who takes away Sarva Pap Deva in the form of the letter Mwa, A-U-Mwa. Creation, preservation, transformation. Brahma, A. Vishnu, U. Shiva, Mwa. In the form of the letter Mwa, Om, Ma, which dissolves creation. A-U-Mwa, Sristi Siti Loi. We bow to you again and again. Om, I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness, to peace, to the cause of the three worlds. Karan Atraya. These are the Karan of the three, the cause of the three worlds. I offer you the fullness of my heart, O Supreme Lord. Om, I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. And now, uh, we'll move on a little bit until we get to the English. I'd like to talk to you about Chalisa. And Chalice, it means 40. Chalice means 40. And Chalisa means invent adventures. The 40 verses which describe the adventures of everybody who's got a Chalisa. Whoever moves. The adventures of those who move is the chalisa, and this one is the sheep chalisa. So now we've got 40 verses which describe the main points in the adventures of sheep. Really fun. <laughs> and it starts out, praise to Ganesh, the son of she who was born of the mountain, the excellent one who is the root of all welfare. It is said that you are the servant of peace. Ayodhya, the devotee who sings the song, give to us the blessing of freedom from fear. Uh, so this song is uh, sung by a devotee called Ayodhya. Remember, youth means war, ayud means no war, ayodhya is the place of infinite peace, and this is a devotee named ayodhya. And he has sung many of the chalices. Actually, the chalices come from, uh, they come from Abadi language. 
uh, and old Hindi. And uh, so they, they come to us from a period of time around 1500 AD, uh, maybe 500 or 600 years ago. Uh, and they're written mostly in Abhadi or in Bhojpuri. The, the more modern chalices are closer to Bhojpuri and the more authentic ones are, are closer to uh, Abhadi. So uh, uh, this is all written in Chopai and there is a Doha at the beginning, a Doha at the end, just in the same meters as the Ramayana, the Sundarkand. Praise to the Lord of she who is born of the mountains. Uh, she who is born of the, the, the mountain is Parvat. She who is born of the mountains is Parvati. And the Lord of Parvati is Shiv. Praise to the Lord of she who is born of the mountains, that's Shiv. Who is kind and compassionate to the poor, that's us. Who always protects his children, we hope. Upon whose forehead the moon is shining elegantly, and whose ears are ornamented by rings of cobra snakes. Uh, he's got the Shakti, the Kundalini, just in every vibration that comes into his ears. There's just that ring of Shakti. His body is white, it's covered with ashes. Upon his head is the Ganges River, is flowing. Remember, we told the story how Ganga came from the Brahma Lok. She was in Brahma's Kamandalu, and Vishnu, as the Bhaman avatar, kicked his foot up to Brahma Lok, and Brahma said, Oh my gosh, Vishnu's foot! Let's wash his feet! And they washed his feet, and Ganga came down, and everyone said, Get out of the way! She's too strong for us! And so they, they all ran and they said she would protect the earth and Shiva said okay I'll sit there and let her fall on my head so upon whose head the Ganga River is flowing he wears a garland of skulls and covers his body with ashes he wears a tiger skin garment and his countenance appears fascinating as a naked ascetic so remember, he's Degumber. He wears all the directions. He's the sky's the limit, man. If you can see the end of the sky, you can define Shiva's form. Uh, he is infinite, and that means he's naked. You can't see him with these eyes. You gotta look inside. To the mother Moina bird, he is a beloved daughter. Uh, 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 he left his his left side shines with a female countenance, so he's Ardhanarishwara. Uh, and uh, he, uh, uh, he's half woman, half man. <laughs> and so uh, in his hand, the tiger skin clad one that Shiva holds a trident, that Trishul, always he destroys all that is inimical. Every, every adversity, every obstacle, every negativity he destroys. He takes some of them, makes a garland of the heads, cuts off of their heads, off of their heads. He cuts the heads and puts them on the mala. Uh, how are Nandi and Ganesh always there before you, just like the lotus is in the midst of the water? So Nandi, uh, the, the bull of bliss, that's uh, she, the, the Gananayak, 
Uh, that's the head of all uh, the, the, the multitudes that, of devotees that follow Shiva. And Ganesh, they, they, Ganesh is Ganapati. He's the lord of the multitudes and the lord of wisdom. They are always there with Shiva. They're always standing before Shiva with folded hands. And they're just like the lotus in the midst of the water. Its roots are in the mud and its head is above, in just in the free air and the freedom. Kartik and the dark one, Sham, that's a, uh, the dark one is Krishna. Uh, and the others of the multitude of divine beings will not be able to see this countenance manifested in any form or any other place. I mean, they look at it everywhere. They can only see this form inside. He, he, he's not this digumber. He's infinite beyond conception. He's clothed in space. He's clothed in the sky. Uh, how can you see him except inside? You can't. You, even Krishna, even even Kartik, no one of the divine beings can see him outside. They can only see him inside. Whenever the gods make a shout for victory, Jay, then, O oh Lord, you prevent all pain. When that great disturbance was caused by the Asura Tarak, Tarak Asura, remember, he's the illuminator of duality. Uh, he kicked all the gods out of heaven, said everyone is going to serve the illuminator of duality. All the gods united in worship to you. They all came and said, hey, you got to help us. Quickly you dispatch the six-faced one, Kartik, and, and between the moments of a twinkling of an eye, he would throw down to his death. Uh, so uh, we all prayed to Shiv, and Shiv uh, uh, sent Kartik, and Kartik uh, 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 re, was the Senapati. He was the general of the armies of the Devas. And he was the one, Kartik was the one who destroyed the pride of Tarakashur. All right. You defeated the demon Jalandar and making your ex excellent welfare known to the Sansar, the world of objects and relationships. You made war against Triparashur uh, and saved everyone by the grace of your absorption. As soon as they became absorbed in Shiva and they couldn't think of all the duality, then they, everyone was saved. Everyone who went into one-pointed meditation they were saved from the conflict and confusion of the samsara. O Purari, uh, he's Tripurari and he's Purari, the resident of the city, a name of Shiva. And now here's the city with nine gates, uh, two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. The city of nine gates, Parati, who lives in that city? Well, there's an Atma there and there's a Paramatma there and that Paramatma is Siva. Oh, Re Purari, resident of the city, what a great spiritual discipline Bhagirat performed to complete his promise. Remember, Bhagirat was descended in the lineage of Sagar, Sagar's children. Uh, they were, Sagar was performing the Ashwamedh sacrifice, and Indra was afraid Sagar would conquer he heaven. So he went and stole the horse. He tied the horse out outside the, the Kapil Muni's ashram. 
And all of Sagar's 100 sons went in chase of the horse and they got to uh, uh, Kapil Muni's ashram. They said, the horse is here. He's tied up just at the post, at the door to the ashram. Certainly that Muni stole the horse. Muni, why did you steal our dad's horse? He said, I, I didn't steal the horse. They said, what do you mean you didn't steal the horse? It's almost like uh, 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 the Syrian army saying, we didn't throw the, we didn't throw the chemical weapons. <laughs> Here's the evidence. The horse is there. What do you mean? You're just, you're, you're Pakandi. You're a cheat. You're a liar. You're a fake. You're a fraud. You're sitting there with your eyes closed saying you're in meditation. Here's the stolen property tied up right outside your door. Huh? You must have stolen the horse. They started to throw stones at him. And he said, wait a minute. I didn't steal the horse. And I'm a meditating Muni. You're disturbing my sadhana. And they laughed. They said, you're a fraud. And you're a, a cheat. And you're a thief. And you stole our dad's horse. Here he is right now. And here's the evidence. And they threw another stone and he said the mantra and they all became ashes. They were all reduced to ashes immediately. So uh, uh, Sagar's son was Dilip. And Dilip said, I, 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 he went to the Moni. He went and he saw all his brothers were there and, and they were all in the form of ashes. He said, how am I going to get, how can I redeem my, my brothers? What do we have to do? Uh, in order to get the, uh, our brothers to become liberated again. So uh, uh, the Muni said, you have to bring Ganga down to the earth. So uh, uh, Dilip said, how do you bring Ganga to the earth? And, and Kapil Muni said, pray to Ganga. So Dilip started his tapasya. And he couldn't make Ganga come to earth. And Dilip's son was Anshuman. And he did tapasya. And he couldn't bring Ganga down to earth. And Anshuman's son was Bhagirat. And Bhagirat started to do tapasya. And he did a great tapasya. And he, he completed the promise. And he was able to bring Ganga down to earth. And when Ganga came to earth, she started to roll across and flow across the plains of India. And she came to Kapil Muni's ashram and she picked up all those ashes and brought them to the ocean. And they all mixed in the ocean and they became liberated because of the tapasya Bhagira. There is no other comparable to your generous nature and your devotees always sing your praises. Just listen to the sound in the Devi Mandir. The Vedas sing the greatness of your name, but the eternal, ever-existent, indescribable is not found in the manifestations of division. Shivoham. He's only found in unity. He's only found in the deepest deepest samadhi, where there is no division allowed. There is no ego eye, there is no attachment, there is only aham brahmashmi, shivoham. 
Your light manifested in the turning of the ocean, removing the ancient fear of both gods and Asuras. Remember the gods and the Asuras wanted to produce the nectar of immortal bliss. It was Shiva's blessing that allowed them to do it. With what compassion you offered assistance there when they called the name of the blue-necked one, Nilkant. Remember, they turned the ocean, out came the hull hull, all the deadly poison came up, everybody said, oh, we're doomed, we're doomed, this, the, this poison is going to overtake the whole world, both the gods will be destroyed and the Asuras will be destroyed, who will save us? And Shiva just came and drank up all the poison and his neck became blue. When Ram Chandra performed worship, you gave him Bibishan to defeat Lanka. So Ram, when Ram was marching off to Lanka, he said, how are we going to cross this ocean? How do you cross this ocean of samsara? He said, I'm going to do Shiva Puja. That's Rameshwaram. Uh, and he sat at Rameshwaram and he did Shiva Puja, Om Namo Shivaya, Om Namo Shivaya. At that time in Lanka, Ravan got mad at Bibishan, his brother, and said, okay, you love that, that wandering ascetic so much. You love Ram so much. You go fight on Ram's side. Get out of my kingdom. You don't belong here. You're not one of us. So uh, uh, when Ram performed worship, uh, Shiva sent Bibishan from Lanka uh, to be the, the chief strategist. He knew all the secrets of the demon armies. And so deviation was discrimination. And Ram always accepted the counsel of discrimination. Ravan, the ego with ten heads, he never listened to discrimination. He did whatever he pleased whenever he wanted to do it. Nobody stopped Robin, took one step, and I'm not looking backwards. I'm not going to adjudicate the validity or the efficacy of my actions. That's Bibishan's job. He doesn't belong here. Get out of the kingdom of the ego. You go to Ram. Om Purari, you perform the test of holding a thousand lotuses. Uh, so here he is, the, the guardian of the, of the city, who resides in the city. Vishnu tried to make puja to Shiva with the Sahasranam, and he offered a thousand lotuses, and uh, Shiva held the lotuses and he withheld one lotus. And Vishnu got to 999 names, and there was, wasn't a flower left. And Vishnu said, oh my gosh, how do I complete the last name? How do I say the last name? I can't get up from the asan until I complete the worship. That's my son Kulp. Now, if I can't get up from the asan and I don't have any more flowers, I don't know where the last flower went or what happened to it, but I've got to find something that resembles a flower to make the offering of the last mantra. And only then can I leave, otherwise I'm going to be stuck here for eternity. So then he said, well, many people call me lotus-eyed. My eyes look like lotuses. So he took a knife and started to stick it into his eye in order to pull out the eye to make that the offering of the last flower. That's 
the test of his devotion. And just as he was about to stick in the knife, Shiva produced the last flower and said, no need, Vishnu, you passed the test. You are truly devoted. You didn't despair. You thought creatively and you figured out a solution so that you could fulfill your son Kulpa. Here's the last flower. You uh, are free from all attachment. You are the protector of the Dharma of every individual. And also Shiva gave that flower, you know, made it trillion, chakra. And he, he, and he chakra. turned the flower into the chakra. Yeah. Yes. And he gave that chakra, the, the, the discus, mm -hmm. uh, as his weapon. Thank you, Mother. Oh Lord, who placed that one lotus there? It was the same lotus-eyed one who desired the puja. Uh, so Vishnu was able to place that last flower uh, because uh, of Shiva. Oh Lord Shankar, the cause of peace, seeing his difficult austerities of devotion being pleased, you gave him the desired boon. Eva must do. Victory, victory, victory to the infinite who is indestructible. Give your grace to all the residents of creation, please, Chief. Give your grace to all the residents of creation, not just to the guys who are praying for you, even the guys who never heard of you, even the guys who have forgotten all about you, even the bogies and the, and the yogis and the, everybody else in the three worlds. Everybody gets your grace, Chief. Every day my evil mind is troubled. <laughs> oh God, every day my evil mind is troubled. Moftijie, Concord. I continue in confusion and ignorance and consciousness does not come to me. Does this sound familiar? Ayodhya, 600 years ago, 500 years ago, said this. Is this any different from, from Shankaracharya saying, na mantram, na yantram, I don't know mantras, I don't know yantras. Every day my evil mind is troubled. I continue in confusion and ignorance, and consciousness does not come to me. Help! <laughs> save me! Save me! What did she say, Ma? What did he say? Save me. Louder! Save me! Yes! Save me! Save me! Oh Lord, hear my call! Raise me up at this time right now! Please! Kill the enemies with your trident. Raise me up above all pain. Mother, father, brothers, nor any others, do not even ask me about my pain. Who gives a damn? Ah, Swami's got a pain. Oh, that's his problem. Ah, nobody's interest. You are the only refuge, O oh Master. Now take away the great weight of my pain. Relieve me of my burdens. You give to the rich and you give to the poor. Whoever comes in want, to him it is given. To her it is given. To us it is given. Whoever comes in want. I have no such capacity to sing your praises. 
Whatever mistakes I have made, please forgive them all. I've made thousands of mistakes. Again, from ignorance, forgetfulness, or just plain stupidity. Oh, Lord, please forgive them all. Shankar, O cause of peace, you are the destroyer of all pain, the cause of welfare, and destroyer of obstacles. Yogis, ascetics, great wise beings meditate upon you, as well as Narad and Sharad, they bow their heads to you. Narad Muni, you know the Brahman Rishi, Sharad, name of Saraswati. Uh, and also there's another Muni called Sharad, uh, who is a friend of Narad, and he, he is. <laughs> yeah, Narad and Sharad, they both are Munis, and Sharada is the name of Saraswati. They all bow their heads to you. I bow, I bow. Oh, victory! I bow to Shiva. The gods and Brahma and other divine beings cannot discover the end of your infinity. Whoever is uh, uh, whoever will recite this song with one point of mind, Shambhu, the giver of bliss, will always protect debtors or others who are in want of Shiva's blessings, if they recite this song, will certainly receive according to their desires. If you have any debts of karma outstanding, if you sing to Shiva with one-pointed attention, with pure devotion, you will certainly receive according to your desires. Whoever is without children and desirous of a child without a doubt, Shiva will grant fulfillment to them. We got a new baby on the way. <laughs> Coming in Sacramento. Namaste Rekama. Uh, the wise and learned ones perform the vow of worship on the 13th day. And meditate and perform the fire sacrifice of Lord Shiva who always performs the vow of worship on the 13th day, his body will continue to be free from pain. Offerings of incense, lights, and food will be made, and this recitation will be made in front of Lord Siva. Sins of many births will be destroyed, and at last you will reside in the Shiva city, the city of Shiva. Shiva Purataki. In the city of Shiva, you're going to live. Can you think of a nicer place other than the Devi Mandir? Where else would you want to go? This is the expectation of your devotee, Ayodhya by name. I know you will remove all pain from me. If one will always recite this song of praise in the early morning of every day, Every desire will be fulfilled, O Lord of the universe. Okay, if that's one. <laughs> okay. Om. Om Namah Shivaya. Om Sarvam Saraswati. Isn't that fun? Yeah, that's a really the adventure. Forty verses which tell the stories of Shiva. And why do we love him? And how do we love him? And when do we love him? And where do we love him? Always. 
the continuous consciousness of infinite goodness. Everything is fate. Namaste. Om Sam Saraswati Namaha. Namaste. Let's see if there are any questions. We have a question from Joshua. Namaste, Joshua. Namaste. Can Shiva really take away the ego? I thought only the goddess had that power. <laughs> half of him is the goddess, and the other half is the god. Well, why not? You tell me the difference between the god and the goddess. There is no difference. The goddess is that part of the God which becomes manifest. One quarter is perceivable and three quarters is beyond conception. We have a question from Sadhana Shakti. Namaste Sadhana! Is there a map to putting the flowers in beginner Shiva Puja, like for Kazakh Puja, or is this something that we define ourselves? Define it yourself. Or put them on the lingam. Or put them wherever you want to. You can put them all around the lingam. You can put them on top of the lingam. You can put them around the base of the lingam. You can put them in front of the altar. You can make your own design. It's your Shiva. You can love them any way you want to. Question from Samantha. Namaste, Samantha. Sometimes I hear that we should give our love and devotion. And then sometimes I hear that we should give away our ego and attachments for Shiva to take. Is one more powerful than the other? Which will make Shiva happier? They are both the same. You cannot give away your ego and attachments without giving him your love and devotion. Love and devotion are the means through which you surrender the ego and you surrender the attachments. If you don't love me, you can, how are you going to surrender to me? And if you do love me, you will. I mean, that is the surrender right there. That love makes you pay attention. It's not, I gotta pay attention. I'm in love. I do pay attention because I'm in love. It's not, I, I should pay attention. If you love, you'll pay attention. And if you pay attention, you'll be efficient. And if you're efficient, then you don't make mistakes. And if you don't make mistakes, you get the work done and you give the delivery right on time, on budget. You're there 100%. It's not, it's not one or the other, or it's not a state of causes and effects. I'm going to fall in love with you, and then I'll become efficient, then I'll pay attention to you, and then I'll, I'll surrender my ego. Eh. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. I mean, I fall in love with you, and I'm just, uh, I'm just there. I'm just all melted and goo-goo-eyed. No. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> that was the natural expression of what is in my heart. <laughs> now, if I try to do it, it won't be the natural expression. <laughs> yes, please. We have a question from Swarupananda. Yes, Swarupananda, namaste. In the Shiva Nyas, or in all Nyasas, is the order of Namaha, Swaha, Vashat, Um, and Vaushat significant in any way? Yes. They are all written according to the Vidi of the, the centuries of the Pujas. They're all the same. Om Nang Angusta Byang Nama, Matarjani Byang Swaha, Shingma Babyang Boshat, Bonganami Kabyang Hum, Yakanishti Kabam Boshat, Om Namashibaya, Kermalto Kapishti of the Nastraya. And this is the order of the Nyasta. Please don't change it. 
There's no need to change it. It worked for the Rishis. You want to be a Rishi, let it work for you. Do it the way they did it and you'll become what they became. And try to make your own tradition starting from now. And it's not going to be much of a tradition. <laughs> These pujas are written in a specific order and a krom, a kardzakrom. And then there's, a, there's a, an organization to the daily activities and the organization, the order of the mantras and the order of the mudras and the more order of the kriyas and the order of the yas. And when we perform according to the tradition, then we can expect that as he gave to the rishis who started the tradition thousands of years ago. So he's going to do to the rishis who are maintaining the tradition thousands of years later. Why would he be pakshpat? Why would he be partial to any one side? If he gave it to them because they did this, then he'll give it to us because we're doing it too. Now, if you want to write your own new tradition it's going to fall flat you won't have followers of that tradition you won't have customs you don't have a heritage you don't have a history so please stay with the history stay with the tradition stay with the 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 way it was written and presented and taught because there was a method to their madness they i mean they really they reached to, they aspired to the highest and they attained the highest and we remember them with the greatest respect because of what they gave us why do you want to change it what's the value of saying well I know better I'm gonna say learn it in the order that it was given to you there's no need to change it we have a question from Samantha. Namaste, Samantha. What is the 13th day, and why is it important in the worship of Shiva? Samantha, there are 30 lunar days in a lunar month. Uh, that's what makes us lunatics, because we are organizing according to the loons, or the moons. The moon, the lunar day, the first day begins just after the new moon, when there's no moon at all. The first digit of the moon. And then it waxes until the full moon, and there are 15 lunar days from the first day to the full moon. And then there are 15 lunar days from the full moon, or the day after the full moon, to the no moon, or new moon is what they call it. I don't know why they call it that, but they do. It's not for me to reason why. Ours is but to do or die. So I memorized it the way it was presented to me, but it's called the new moon even though it's the no moon. So then you've got 15 days going and 15 days coming. That's 30 days, and that's a lunar month. Now on the 13th day of the lunar month, that's two days before the full moon and two days before the new moon, the no moon, then that's the 13th day, and that's called Triodashi. And so in Sanskrit, it's 13th is Triodasi. 
And the verse says, Trial Dashi Brat. If you do the vow of worship on Trial Dashi on the 13th day, every 13th day, that's a special time that you get to worship Shiva. And especially you can recite the Shiva Chalisa. And that's only for people who are so busy reciting the Chandi and the Cosmic Puja and the Devi Gita and the Bhagavad Gita every day, so then they can remember on the 13th day that they should recite the Shiva Chalisa too. Otherwise, you're doing Shiva Puja every day and Durga Puja every day and Cosmic Puja every day and the Chandipat every day and the Devi Gita every day and the Bhagavad Gita every day and the Sundarkand every day. And if you, don't, if you can't remember, then on the 13th day, oh yes, I have to add the Shiva Chalisa as well. We have a question from Vivekananda. Namaste, Vivek. How do we perform the fire sacrifice of Lord Shiva? Uh, well, we put an intermediate type or an advanced type, uh, Shiva Yagya Padoti, in the advanced Shiva Puja book. So that's a very good place to start. Actually, the better place to start would be the, the Homa Padoti in the Hanuman Puja book. Now that's a little more simple and a little more e e easy to start with. And start learning that Hanuman Puja Homa Padoti, and then you'll move up to the Shiva Puja Shiva Padoti, and then we'll move up to the Chandi Mahayagya Padoti. So those are ways to start to learn. It, actually, you'll want to know the Cosmic Puja before you even start that. So when you know the establishment of the Yantra and the worship of the Yantra, the establishment of the Sarvata, the Bhadra Mangala Devata, and then you learn the uh, Agni Prajvalita, and then you can add in the home Padoti. There are some special mantras after those Bhidis which come from the Cosmic Puja. We have a question from Nanda. Namaste Nandama. If, we are to, if, if to pay attention is to demonstrate respect, does it mean that we cannot be spontaneous or get carried away by any situation? Well, look at me! I'm always carried away! <laughs> I, I'm not the middle way! I get carried away! I'm over the top most of the time! No, it doesn't mean that at all! Uh, to be in love and to function according to goals and according to a sankalpa does not mean you have a boring life! It means you have a direction in life and you know where you're going and you know why you're going there. You don't want to go without passion. I, don't, I, I can't stand that word, that translation, dispassion. I, it's just such a misnomer. And they use it for vairagya. They call it dispassion. I mean, it's like a lukewarm, a, a limp handshake. I, I don't want to go the middle way. I want to go all the way. I'm not interested in being dispassionate. I'd like to be Udas, but that's not dispassionate. I want to have passion in my love affair. I want to worship with passion. Goodness knows some of us do. We try. To the extent of our capacity, we pray. Give me some more passion. Every day we pray. Give me some more passion. We don't say, oh, let me just... <laughs> I want to be dispassionate. <laughs> we say, give me the juice. I want to put out 150%. 100, 
I'm not satisfied to do 100%. I've got to give a little more. Do you remember Vishwamitra said to Harish Chandra, I want my Dakshina. Harish Chandra said, okay, I give you everything I have. Vishwamitra said, I accept. Now give me some Dakshina. That was your don. That was, that was your responsibility to give me everything you had. Well, Horish Chandra said, wait a minute, I just gave you everything. How can I give you more? Vishwamitra said, that's your problem. You want to give me 100%, forget it, man, take it all back. I'm not interested in 100%. I want 110%. I want 150%. Give me more. Mother Teresa used to say, give until it hurts. And then give some more. It's not about giving at the office. I wrote you a check. Okay, there's my offering. That's not it. It's about giving with a big G. G. I'm giving. Yes, please. We have a question from Ramya. Namaste, Rami, Mommy. You said that seeing Lord Shiva is only within us. How can we do this? Is it a bhava, a meditation, or is it a realization? Oh, it's a realization. But Rami, we'll start with, I'll take the bhava first, and we'll have Bhav Samadhi, and we'll have three. He's out there, he's in here, and there's a relationship between the two of us. And then we'll go into Sabi Kopa Samadhi, and I'll see him, he's there and I'm here. And then I'll just look inside and there's only one of us and then I really see him. <laughs> Which one is it? You or me? <laughs> Which one is Bostov and which one is Chai? Which one is the actuality and which one is the reflection? <laughs> this one's Knuckle. <laughs> that one's Ashul. <laughs> <laughs> you can all tell very quickly that's the actuality, that's the real one. This is the fake, this is the fraud, this is the poor reflection, the perfection. Striving in the way of becoming a little closer to the shine of the mirror. Yes, please. We have another question from Sadhana Shakti. Yes, Sadhana. It states in the Chalisa that if we chant with one point in mind, we will receive all our desires. Since one point in mind seems to be a work in progress, are there, say, many desires that we will receive in the process? All of them. If you chant with one point in mind, what do you desire? I mean, tell me, think about it. If you are thinking only of Shiva, then what do you desire? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sadhana, I can't think of anything. I can't, I'm sorry, I've got only one point of mind. I can't, all my desires just to do with it. Where do they go? Duh. So the, the actuality is, if I can recite this with one pointed attention, I have no desire. Otherwise, I've got a fragment in my attention. One thing is thinking about what I want to get, and the other thing is, what, what am I doing? And here I am, and there you are, and what do I want to get from you in order to fulfill that desire? And i got all these thoughts. 
So if I don't, if I think about you and I sing about you with one pointed desire, where's the other thought? One pointed attention means there is no other desire. If I have any other desire, then there's an I who desire the fulfillment and from you, and here is all of this duality and this multiplicity of objects and relationships just came into my sansa. If I can champ to you with one pointed attention, I have automatically dissolved all desires. For the time I stay absorbed in one pointed attention. There's no duality. That's the meaning of one pointed attention. <laughs> Sorry. We have a question from Nanda. Namaste Nandama. Can the purified water from the Kosha Koshi be offered for bath only, or is it also, can you also use it for drinking water? You can also drink it, uh, but you probably want to, wouldn't want to serve too much of it. <laughs> a lot of people put a lot of strange things in that purified water. <laughs> I know a lady who puts camphor in there. <laughs> And she puts tulsi pata in there, <laughs> and she puts all kind of, and she puts chandan in the water, and sometimes you get perfume in the water, <laughs> and then you get aguro. <laughs> so it was, I know the lady who does that, and she calls it purified water. <laughs> wow! If I, if I got a bottle of purified water, I'd get sick. <laughs> so you know, you could take a couple of drops <laughs> and you can use it as charnamrit and you can use it as abhishek and you can use it as uh, 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 making a, a, a purification uh, like amritam kuruswa make this immortal nectar but I don't think you want to drink it <laughs> I'm to take it from one who knows <laughs> Whose puja are you performing anyway? <laughs> uh, you were tricky. We have a question from Julia. Namaste, Julia Ma. As, de as devoted disciples, do we ever get to where we feel satisfied with giving enough? You and Ma give us so much, and even as we give, it still feels like we've only begun. Julia, I believe we will always feel like we've only begun. <laughs> I believe until we reach the limits of infinity, we will feel that I haven't given enough. I haven't even begun. I have not yet begun to fight. <laughs> I have not, I haven't even started yet. Hori Ananta, Hori Kotha Ananta. God is infinite, the stories of God are infinite. How can you have given enough? When is the time where you reach to that state of infinity? It's only in the bliss of submersion in nirvikalpa samadhi. Then I gave enough because there's nothing left to give. There is no duality. There is only oneness. And then we gave enough. We have a question from Vivekananda. Namaste, Vivek. Namaste. Is it possible to become stark, raving mad with the love of Shiva while still going to work and school, etc.? Do we have to become a hermit to have this happen? Not a hermit, but you have to not have to go to school and to work. Uh, 
Because if you've got one eye on the watch and one eye on the alarm clock and one eye on the starting time of your work and the other eye on the book or on the murthy or on the puja or on the padoti or on the offerings or on the, all the things, then your mind is bifurcated. So Saturday and Sunday, you don't have to go to work or to school. And you don't have another agenda. Set aside a period of time when you don't have to go to work. I have to go to work. I, I'm sorry. You know, I, I work 24-7 and I got to go to work. I, I, I can't run an ashram if I don't go to the office. <laughs> That's just the nature of what it is. I, I go to work. So I can't allow myself to go into the deepest samadhi Monday through Friday, Monday through Sunday. But there are times where I get a holiday and the ashram doesn't follow me. I hope. <laughs> I pray. And then I get to go. But the most important thing to me, Bibek, is I know how to go. I know the system. I know what I was doing the last time I went. And I just sit down in the same way I was sitting the last time I was sitting when I went. And I start worshipping in the same bhavana, in the same intensity, in the same intensity of reality, of the same absorption, the same attentiveness as I was sitting the last time I went. And I put myself into an environment which is, it excludes all disturbances. Where Srima won't even call on the telephone and say, what are you doing in there? <laughs> no one has the authority to disturb me at that time and I do what I was doing the last time I went. Even the same bhavana as I was doing the last time I went. And I get to go again. And I say, gee, I don't have to, I don't have to come back until she sends me. She'll call me when it's time to come. I don't have to look at a clock. I don't have to listen for an alarm. I don't have to, oh, alarming. I don't have to do anything except love God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my might. And just keep that bhavana going as deeply and as long and as strong and with an intensity. That's my saving grace. Because I know what I was doing the last time I went, I can go there again. Now, each of us has to have that one experience. And then we begin to replicate it and reproduce it. And reproduce that attitude, reproduce that environment, reproduce that, that bhavana, that feeling, that intensity, that absorption, that attentiveness, that love. Turn on your love switch and focus like you really mean it. And you get to go. And you do it once. And you know what you did. You know that... When you got to the precipice, you didn't have to come back. You came back when you were sent back. And everything was okay. And now you're free from the fear to jump into the ocean and dissolve. Because you know 
when it's time to come back, you have to come back. There's no more fear. There's no more hesitation. There's nothing more that pulls back from the edge of the precipice and says, what happens if I jump? What's going to happen to me? I won't have an ego. Stop! You don't think that. You say, let's go. Let's go faster, farther, deeper, stronger, with greater intensity. Om Sam Saraswati Namaha. Namaste. Yeah, I should.